0: What's up, everybody? It's your boy TV 2 the host of Organized Mess, and I am back with a brand new episode for y'all today. Hope everybody's having a great day out there. Hope everybody's just chilling, relaxing, or, you know, going, like, basically doing what you gotta do, working, coming home, doing, you know, doing what you need to do, you feel me? But, like, each and every, each and every episode, I got a banger of topics to talk about for y'all and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get into anything more so you already know how each and every episode goes so grab your popcorn grab your drinks go grab somewhere comfortable to sit and let's get right into today's episode all right so you already know great american bash was this past sunday i really liked the pay-per-view the pay-per-view was was literally hitting and it was plus and also it was in texas as well it was in austin texas so you already know everybody was literally getting hyped, chilling and you know, enjoying and enjoying, you know, the NXT product how it is, bro. But I'm gonna get into all these matches, what I like and what I didn't like, and yeah, you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear, you know, my opinions about each, each and every match. So the first match on the NXT Great uh, Great American Bash card is Gallus Boys versus the Family, the Dawn of NXT. Tony D'Angelo and Stacks. And they won. They literally beat they literally beat Gallus. They dethroned Gallus to become the new NXT tag team champions. They did that. Like they they've been literally going at it, I think, since NXT Vengeance of the beginning of the year. Um I, was, I think they're in like a I think at one for the at Vengeance, they're at like a, a fatal four way for the um it was a, a tag, a fatal four-way tag team championship match. It was, uh, I know it was. Um, I think in my, I think it was like uh, pretty. I think Pretty Deadly was in this. Then it was the New Day, Gallus, and the Family. Obviously, Gallus boys got that at Vengeance Day. Then they defend them titles at NXT um, at NXT Stand Deliver back in April, and it was the Creed Brothers, Gallus, and you know, uh, the family, the family lost that, and Gallus, the Gallus boys were still on top. Now, fast forward to, NXT, to the, you know, NXT Great American Bash, and they did their thing. The match was really good. The beginning, this beginning match was really good. Everybody was doing their thing. The Everybody, like, you know, from the spots where they were doing, like, they were, you know, getting thrown at to, uh, the you know, obviously, wolfgang getting involved and literally doing everything they can to cheat to do what they gotta do to become to remain nxt tag team champions and i loved it i loved everything about this opening match it was good it was clean it was fresh it was it was really good hype around it and i know that obviously the Gallus Gallus boys is not done with you know they're not done with the family because they should. Last night on NXT, they attacked them before they even could try to celebrate. And I know they, you know, they had their payback with Gallus when it was a uh, when the main event was a six man tag team match: Gallus versus the Dawn of NXT and Stax. and Santos Escobar literally came through and literally put the hammer on the Gallus boys. And beat him in a six-man tag team match last night, which I really love. So, like I said, like, I love I love the dawn of NXT. I love Tony D'Angelo. I love Stacks. At, at one point, I thought that Stacks was going to turn on, you know, D'Angelo. But that didn't happen. So, <sighs> I'm just saying I was surprised that that didn't happen. But, it, you know, I thought they were doing that. But, guess not. But, um, like I said, I really like this match. This match was a good opening match to start off the Great American Bash and you know i hope this their rank can go far because one they deserve it plus their bro it's the family bro it's the mafia of nxt what what more what like what what more can you say about that it's the don of nxt with his right hand man chaining stacks my boy so uh like congratulations to the family to becoming the new nxt tag team champions i loved it I love the match, and we'll see how long their match, you know, can last. Because, bro, you know how NXT is, bro. NXT, for, as NXT champions, you can be NXT champions for so long. T- doesn't matter if it's tag team or whatever. And then you lose it within a couple of months or so. But, bro, I, I, we, I definitely is looking forward to, you know, what we'll see later on from them as well, too. So, next match we have on, have on the list is a Weapons Wild match between Blair Davenport and Roxanne Perez. This match was really good. I mean, this match was brutal, but it was really fucking good. And I know Blair Davenport is doing what she usually do, going through the crowds as like you know, with a black hoodie on, like beating up her opponent. And but this time, not leaving, but you know, setting her ground straight because, bro, they've been going at it since uh, a little bit before NXT Battleground when Roxanne Perez was literally in that you know, in that tournament to. Go back up the top to try to become NXT Women's Champion, and she lost that, you know, that semifinals match against uh, Tiffany Stratton. And and when she when when she literally lost that match, all we see was a black hoodie like person coming in and whooping Blair, and then no, sorry, whooping uh, Roxanne Perez's ass. And then later on, to come to find out, what it was Blair Davenport, bro. At this point. With, should they put Blair Davenport with the title? Should they give her the title? I mean, yes. But not now. Like, right now, like, Tiffany Stratton has a title, so we, we don't really know where that's going to go for, you know, right now. But um, Blair was, is doing, like, their rivalry has been since Battleground, bro, with Roxanne. Bro. I mean, Battleground. They went at it. <laughs> I mean, they literally went at it, bro. They went everywhere, bro. They... I remember they were in they're in like a grocery store or something like that and they were doing like a store like a grocery store brawl. If you don't remember that, you know if you don't remember that like you're like we're comparing this grocery store brawl to when Brooker T and Stole Cold Steve Austin had that like grocery store like match brawl like all those years ago, except that it wasn't really a match. it was just the, it was just it's just Roxanne Perez and Blair Davenport just like brawling. In, 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 like a, in like a mini mark, if you, if you want to say that, but um, this match was really nice, bro. It was really nice, in my opinion. Obviously, Blair taking over, and I mean Blair. And Blair was doing a little bit much when she was threatening her sister, when she was literally threatening Roxanne Perez's sister, and be like, "Bro, do you want some? Like, bro, I'm whooping your sister's ass. Do you want some too?" I'm like, "Hey, Blair, take it easy now. Take it easy now, girl. We don't." We don't need to. We don't need to get people involved, bro. We shit. We don't need to get people involved. Like when Brock did with Dominic Mysterio all those years ago, and what you know, Bobby Lashley did to Goldberg's son, like back in 2021. We don't need to repeat of that two years later. Nah, nah, nah. She was a little bit too young for that race. She a little bit too young for the for that board on the bottom. You feel me? Don't don't throw don't drag her in there and just you know break every bone in her little girl body, bro. Nah, no, nah, we don't we don't need that to happen. But uh, Roxanne Perez was. Was fighting back. She did a really good job fighting back. She she did everything through a table. I mean, she put she obviously oh, she, she put Blair through a table right in front of her mom and stuff. And you know the strap to the back, which we all know that shit still had the buckles. We all know that shit hurt. And I know uh, Roxanne Perez was getting hype as a motherfucker. We we see Booker T over her back. And he was like, yeah. He was like, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know how the regular Booker T do it, bruh. Uh you, bruh, Booker T, That obviously that's Booker T's student, man. Like obviously Booker T is proud of Roxanne Perez putting Blair Davenport in her place. And with with I think one or two times her like Roxanne Perez trying to put Blair Davenport in a sunset like in a sunset flip, and she finally got it after the second or third try. And one, two, three. Roxanne Perez got the dub in that match made her mother proud made her sister proud Literally said but I am done with Roxanne. Sorry. I am done with uh with Blair Davenport Um, but Blair Davenport did hold her own during this match, but she she did a really good job holding her own man. I mean she was brutally destroying Roxanne like in the beginning of this match like putting her through You know just throwing her to the, through the steel steps trash can over her head Like literally putting it into the barricade. Like she was doing everything in her power to see, like her mom, like just seeing Roxanne Perez, like you know, brute like basically hurt to the point she she gonna be out of the WWE for a minute. Like she was literally telling her mom, like bro, yo, your daughter, like I I know she probably didn't say that, but like basically your daughter a piece of shit. She ain't gonna beat me, and look what happened, bro. Roxanne, Roxanne got the dub. She got the dub, and a crazy well weapons wild match so congratulations to Roxanne Perez and we'll see what you know WWE has planned for you in the future because right now my hopes is high with you right now literally so the next next one we got on the on the list and the worst match on the list technically even though this match was 50 50 somewhat good and somewhat bad uh Gable Stevenson's debut on nxt in his first match ever on a pay-per-view at great american bash against baron corbin now i would say you know i I would definitely say that this match kind of sucked i mean obviously i say kind of because basically obviously gable was struggling man You, you can see that gable Gable was definitely struggling during this match, man. Like, obviously, when he when he was uh back on just NXT, like I think last week Tuesday, um, if like yeah, if he was on NXT like last week, Tuesday, he was struggling to cut a promo. Like, he was not really good on that mic all that well. Like, he was struggling to hold his own. So, and Baron Corbin literally had to help him a lot. So, I mean, this match, you know, I would say it sucked, but at the same time and and in, in my mind like there's a lot more he can do there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of better stuff that he can try to work on obviously his in-ring skills bro we don't need to see you throwing like 100 german suplexes all the time like you can do maybe one like maybe like one here one there you can do like a butt like a three like three in this and then that's it you can do like maybe three to five suplexes with one match but don't pull a Brock Lesnar and, and do a suplex every goddamn time. We don't need to see that, bro. We need to see you actually brawling, actually fighting. Throw some good-ass punches, some gut punches. Do some, you know, flips over the top rope, man. Do some suicide dives. Like, do, do some crazy stuff. Shoot, put Baron Corbin through a goddamn table. Like, we all want to see that because we all, you know, we you know, this version of Corbin is, you know, a better for, version of him. Plus, this is like something that, you know, Corbin is doing, and it's a lot better than his pre- previous type shit, let's be honest, but, like, I would say this, in a way, I did kind of enjoy the match, obviously, the, like, the ending of this match wasn't really good, but it was, like, but at the same time, it was a good showing of what of what Stevenson is capable of, what he can do, what he's struggling at, what he can't do, what he needs to work on. And in my opinion, I feel like he has a really bright future in NXT and in the WWE entirely in general. Cause, bro, bro, like, let's let's be complete, bro. Is just like Kurt Angle. Okay, that's a little bit of a stretch. He's not just like Kurt Angle. He's like, like a protege of Kurt Angle, like some basically a better person of what Jason Jordan should have become all in that time. If you know who Jason Jordan, if you remember who Jason Jordan is. If you know, then you know who exactly I'm talking about. But like I said, there's a lot of stuff that Stevenson needs to work on. Like I said, promos need to be a lot better. He needs to work on those. In-ring skills is good, but it can be a lot better. Mike skills, he definitely needs to work on. There's a lot of stuff that this dude work needs to work on. Obviously, it's his first match, so he's not gonna get everything correct, you know, correct and good in one goddamn try. Like obviously we know that. But um I would say, like I said, Gable, he has potential. Obviously, his character right now is in is under development. But I from during this match, I did like to hear both cheers and boos um literally at the beginning and the end of the match between Gable and between Baron Corbin. And, you know, like the only reason why he got booed, or basically they both got booed because it ended in the double count out. And at this point, I don't really think Gable really cared about ending the match in a double count out. Cause you see, they're really they're literally brawling after the match went to a double count out. So you know them two did not give a fuck about each other. I don't even think they like each other in goddamn real life. So in my opinion, and I mean in my opinion, like did should the match end in double count out? No, but it did. And that's what I think that's what people hated about this match because it ended a double count out yes he was you know some of it is good some of it bad but the double count out is what people been like bro this this fucking, this fucking match sucks bro why why the fuck it ended the double count out don't know why but it did but um we we know that this match is going to extend you know into a big ass rivalry between both and you know I'm looking forward to see what NXT has in mind for uh, Gable and what they have in mind for Corbin because this match is going to be or this rivalry is going to be crazy between them two. Next one we got on the list and this is one of the better matches or in my opinion, the second best match on the card is Dirty Dominic Mysterio defending the NXT North American Championship against the longest nxt north american champion wesley and musta and also defending against mustafa ali this match was so good chef's kiss to all three of these wrestlers bro chef's kiss to all three of them man you could see bro you could see the way they're going at it like obviously the beginning of the match was a little bit rocky a little bit but as time went on the match was really good. And, I mean, the match was so goddamn good, man. I love everything about this match, bro. Like, obviously, Wesley, like, and Allie looking at Dominic, they'd be like, nigga, you know we go get you, right? <laughs> you know we both don't like your ass, right? <laughs> and they did what they what they had to do, bro. They were literally going in on Dominic, bro. And, obviously, we see mommy here being like, bro, bro, give me the fucking title, bro, because... They're they trying to do everything in their best to like to have the Dominic suffer, man. Cause Dominic was suffering. And I mean, Dominic was suffering, but he wasn't really suffering hella hard to like towards the end of the match. Cause that's when it definitely picked up. Like the beginning of the match was alright. The begin like the middle of the match was really good. But the ending of the match, chefs kissed. I loved the ending of that match. When my boy was literally, like when my boy was literally getting stopped by like by Rhea Ripley by mommy like Wesley was like bro what the fuck you gonna do move the fuck out of the way bro and like Rhea Ripley's like bro nah you ain't doing that he's like what's this like okay all right literally jumps over mommy and hits Dominic in the face I'm like bro if you don't give Wesley a chance to get to get a crack at the NXT Championship against like and beating Carmelo Hayes or, or going against Carmelo Hayes, bruh. You you doing something wrong, WWE, because bruh, that that moonsault or that front flip, that front flip, literally jumping over mommy and hitting Dominic, bro. Bruh Chef's kiss, bruh. You cannot tell me that was not a clean spot, bruh. You cannot tell me. That That's not, bruh, Wesley needs to be NXT champion at one point. He needs it. Bruh was bro was tag team champion. Bruh became the N- longest NXT North American champion. Put this man in the NXT championship title spot. Because dude obviously deserves it. You seen that flip towards Dominic Mysterio jumping over mommy like that. You seen that flip. Bruh, and that what made it even better bro right when Wesley was about to jump back in that ring mommy said oh okay you gonna jump over me okay I got you literally did literally picked up Wesley and did a rip tied and literally threw him into the table and which we saw Wesley like oh and I'm like damn they she she literally took my boy out the match she literally she she literally legit took my boy out the match and' And after that, she was like, bro, you gonna do that to me? And then slice this man back in the ring. And right when we see Dominic, bro, right when we're about to see legit Dominic about to get, you know, steal a win as usual, Ali comes out of nowhere, literally kicks my boy Dominic, and he and he gets knocked out to the point. His foot is literally wrapped around the top rope of that ring. Like, and then you see, you see my boy Mustafa Ali look, he's like, Oh shoot, I got a chance. I got a chance. Hits the, four, like, the 540, and then right when we're about to see the, you know, Mustafa Ali getting the title, getting the title, and finally getting a championship after a long-ass time of getting no championship. One, two, Rhea Ripley pulls it, pulls him out, and I'm like, bruh. And then right now, Dominic Dominic gets waked up by Rhea Ripley. Dominic sees the opportunity, steals, steals tries to steal the win. One, two. Kicks out, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And then literally, she like, Bria's like, "Bruh, no, no, what?" She's like, "All right, all right, I'm done with this." Grabs his title, throws it in there, and then it was a stri- it was literally a distraction. Gives Real Ripley his like her title, knocks out Wesley. One, two, three, retains the title. Retains the goddamn title, and I'm like. Uh-huh, uh-huh great match but god damn it <laughs> but your boy Dominic Mysterio walks out and retains the NXT North American Championship great match love the match Dominic on NXT is it looks so fucking good bro it it looks fucking good dude deserves to stay on NXT you know NXT right now cuz especially with mommy bro this 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 match is this match was fire, bro. But congratulations to uh, Dominic Mysterio retaining, defending and retaining the title against Wesley and Ali. And I know he has a uh, NXT North American title match next week on NXT against Dragon Lee. And right by and right in Dragon Lee's corners. What? Ray Mysterio. So we're going to see how that matches. But right now, I give, I give a massive W to Dominic Mysterio, bro. Next match, we got on the list. Is the NXT Women's Championship match submit, but it's a submission match. uh Obviously, Tiffany Stratton or Stratton defending her title against Thea Thea Hair or Thea Hall. You know, Chase. You know, representing Chase. You. This match was was good in my opinion. It was it was really good. I won't say it wasn't really the best night, of the best match of the night, but it was a really good match in my opinion um obviously in this match tiffany displayed her technical skills and obviously she was still dazzle us with her being with her ring ability and obviously thea is selling like selling all the moves and the selling is really good it, re- it looked really good in my opinion and she's not overselling like a lot of wrestlers did it do in the past and what some wrestlers do now and in my opinion it was really it was a really good match obviously we could we can kind of see thea struggling like a little bit just just a, a little bit in the in the ring you know because she was trying to um make thea hall tap in the last few seconds and you her form i think like literally at the end of that match was um you know wasn't really the best but she did you know show off her skills and i know that probably i hope that thea does get a um a rematch in the future because I know that, bruh, there, there was no way she was going to get out that match, bruh. There was no way she was going to get out that submission because she was in that submission hole for a good 10 minutes, bruh. 10 minutes. And obviously Chase knew that she was not getting out that match, bruh. And, and there's no other reason, bruh. Yeah, like, even though I feel like she could have gotten out that submission hole, but she couldn't. She literally couldn't. And Chase was like, bruh, I can't do this anymore. And throwing in the towel. He was like, bruh, yeah, we're throwing in the towel. Nah. Nah, I can't. Nah, she's suffering, bro. I knew that. He knew like I knew, bro. We both know that she was not getting out that submission line. We, I, If I was Chase you, if I was Chase, bro, I would have in the towel, too. Like I, love, like, I love Thea and Thea's like a big, huge asset to Chase you, but I know and I know 100% that she wasn't getting out of that. She was 100% not getting out of that, bro. And... In, in my in my offense, bruh, In my in my hundred percent, I I really think. I I really hope that Thea can get another shot at becoming um, NXT Women's Champion because she deserves it, bruh. And if you if you didn't see what happened literally like on NXT on Tuesday, bro, she literally tried to throw in the towel in in chase in Chase's match against Baron Corbin, like like Chase did in her match. Against Tiffany, and then we like, Bro, what the fuck are you doing, bro? And then she was so pissed at Chase because she was like, Bro, you didn't need to throw in the towel for me. I got her. It's like, Bro, you, you, I need to throw the towel for you. You were struggling. You couldn't get out that submission hold. I knew it, and he knew it that you couldn't get out that submission hold. Any, any more stretching, any more of that, you being in that hole, you, you would have been injured. Let's be completely honest, bro. And, she got matched. She got she she got so matched to point. She walked out on his match, bro. She literally walked out on his match. And I'm like, yeah, she she I think they're setting up for her to leave Chase U, bro. So I, I don't know if it's Chase U's holding her back or what, but she is pissed the hell off, bro. She is pissed off at Chase. But I hope she gets a rematch in the future because she deserves it. She needs one more chance, man. You can like do something crazy with this with her with their last match because she needs it she needs this more than ever she needs this push more than ever right now but congratulations to Tiffany to you know retaining her match against Thea Hall and showcasing and showcasing her uh, her incredible uh ring ability and not just a pretty face and you know pretty eyes and flashy body but you know showing her capability of what she can do in the ring but the last match and the match. Besides the NXT Championship, then not besides the NXT North America Championship match that saved the entire like pay-per-view was the main event match, Dragonov versus Hayes for the NXT Championship, and this was not a match. This was war. This match was some complete war, bro. Like the near fall, the near falls from both Hayes. And Dragonoff was insane, bruh. The literally from both from both competitors, they were both insane. Oh my lord. If bruh, you cannot tell me. You cannot tell me this match was not good, bruh. This match was a five star banger for this one. The crowd was electric the entire time for this match. Bruh. Bro, they even chanted, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. And they were like, fight forever. Fight forever. Fight forever. Like, this match was the pinnacle, was the best match that I've seen from both Carmelo Hayes and off, bro. Dragunov literally drove carmelo hayes to his limit with this match man the atmosphere for this match was wild bro wild like and i'll say dragon off right now is a is a great wrestler in my in my opinion bro bro but in a little bit i can tell that yes the the, the match like the ending of this match was a little bit anticlimactic, but obviously the, obviously, the the whole build up and execution was, you know, was fire. Was was definitely fire, man. This match, in my opinion, be, should be five. It is not should be. It is fucking five stars, bro. Literally, and that and literally that that whole thing when Trick Mello was literally like uh when Trick was literally like motivating uh Carmelo's like bro this is what you're doing it for bro this is what you're doing it, and I love Trick bro he's a great hype man great hype man for Carmelo Hayes man and you can see that right when uh Dragunov was about to literally like like headbutt uh Carmelo literally he pushed Carmelo out the way and took one for the team and took a headbutt towards towards Dragunov man this match was so good, bro. And the, for how much, like, the how much the amount of false finishes there was, bro, you cannot tell me this match was a five-star match, bro. The near falls, the matches, like, ev- everything about this match was a five-star. And plus the coast-to-coast, because usually with a coast-to-coast, you need a trash can or some type of object. Nah. The coast-to-coast was fire. Even when Carmelo was about to do his, like, legit finisher, and this man, there, I don't know how Dragunov did that, but he literally did a whole powerbomb in the, right when he was about to hit Dragunov with his finisher, powerbomb. One, two, kick out. Bruh. Everything about this match was fire, bruh. Everything about this match was fire. Carmelo did his thing. Dragunov did his thing. I know a lot of people like when they saw the ending of the match, they did want Dragonov to become NXT champion at this point. But I know why they—they they, I know why they—they they kept Carmelo Carmelo as you know the champion because they wanted to see him. They want him see him go. You know more with more with matches like this, and he deserves to have more matches like this, bro. But congratulations to my boy Carmelo Hayes. Literally defending and retaining in a war, in a war match against Dragunov, bruh. Because that's his, that was his best opponent. And that's one of, that's one of his best matches ever since he got the NXT championship, man. But I can't wait to see what they have more in store with Carmelo Hayes, bruh. And Carmelo Hayes is him. But after talking about the whole NXT Great American Bash and how great of... how great of of a pay-per-view that was next thing i want to talk about is should roman reigns turn babyface again and i say this be and i ask this question because we all know how his first baby babyface run was not that good it was pretty garbage if if you say so myself that 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 babyface run first was that was so goddamn bad man I I definitely hated that run, him as babyface, because, bruh, if I don't, even need to, I don't even need to say so much stuff why this man should, if he should or should not, you know, become babyface again. If y'all remember, and I mean y'all remember, because I know y'all do. <laughs> if y'all remember him as WWE champion, how, like, how much, like, when he was first WWE champion, how that was so bad to the point people booed him to, for, as a WWE champion. And because he literally had one of the worst WrestleManias of all time with Triple H in the main event of WrestleMania 35, I think it was. I think it was WrestleMania 35. People would like correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's WrestleMania 35. That, that shit was garbage. And I mean, that shit was fucking terrible man oh oh my gosh i i hated that match everybody hated that goddamn match like it was it was eh. it was so bad and when people and then he got the WWE title he was having a smile on the face but you could tell everybody else was just like bro this match goddamn suck why if you're happy why do you think we should be happy like, come on, bro! You're supposed to entertain us. Instead, you gave us a terrible ass match. No, that shit was garbage, bro. And you remember? And then the, remember the WrestleMania after that, when he tried to become, you know, fucking Universal Champion. And you know how that went? He kicked out of not one, not two, not three, not four, five f fives, bro. He kicked out of. Five F5s. If you kicked out of five S5s, probably after third one, people understand, Brad, just put the title on this man already. Put the title on this man already. Because the because literally, the during that match, he was supposed to beat Brock Lesnar. But Vince McMahon was like, you know what? Brock, how about you retain the title against Roman? How about you do that? And he did and brock wasn't even happy because he he was like and like you seen backstage he was like here's a title and threw it to vince mcmahon because he didn't even want to do that like vince is so goddamn dumb when it comes to stuff like this bro like and i hope triple h don't do it where it's like yeah we're gonna put you back on um being a baby face when we know his baby face run for many many years was terrible bro like do we even have to remind you about what happened When he, like, when it was his last babyface run, 20, like, literally 2019 of SmackDown, like, a little bit going into 2020 of of SmackDown, dog food match. Literally, he had two dog food matches. Last person to pin him was Baron Corbin. Got literally was handcuffed to, to the pole, dog food all over him, and just to get a, and just literally just to get a run back of it, They had a second dog food match. And Baron Corbin had dog food poured all over him. Yo, if that's not trash, I don't know what is. Bro, main invented five WrestleManias. And lost five of them. And lost five of them. His other three... One, obviously, him as a dominant heel, as he is now. His other five lost every single one of them. Lost the, lost his first one against against Brock Lesnar, when technically Brock didn't even pin him. Heist of the century, Seth Rollins pinned him. You already know how that went. Best Money of the Bank cash-in ever. Got pinned by... By Seth Rollins, who basically stole the WWE Championship, or the World Heavyweight Championship, from like uh, from Roman at that point. And then after that, he went against Triple H. That was terrible. And won he once he went against Brock Lesnar in New Orleans. Terrible. He was supposed to win the Universal first. supposed to win the Universal Championship. And didn't. He was not even main eventing this WrestleMania at this time. But he went against Drew McI- he went against Drew McIntyre. Beat Drew McIntyre. He beat him. I forgot what other WrestleMania match I'm missing out. But um he basically I think he won he won four and lost five of them. Or it was the other way around. I don't remember. But I just know that basically four out of his eight matches was garbage i just know that for sure four like four out of his eight matches was goddamn garbage the rest five the other five was actually pretty good everything else was just trash and this was before the heel roman reigns because wrestlemania 37 fire WrestleMania 38, it was good, but not the best. WrestleMania 39, the best WrestleMania that he's had, defending them titles and literally retaining and do it all as a heel version of himself and literally having a, the basically one of his best matches at WrestleMania by far. WrestleMania 37 being number two. And you cannot tell me otherwise, like, oh, God, bro. And now there's a saying that there's a guarantee that they want to turn him into a baby face, which it's not really needed right now. Because why? We have Cody. We got Sammy. We got Seth. Like, we got L.A. Knight. We already got four baby faces how it is. We don't need another one like we even got we got chad gable we got the whole alpha academy you got so much baby we got lwo we don't need roman reigns the top the basically the top heel right next to dominic mysterio to be another face we don't need that we need a heel on we need the top heel on smackdown and we need the top heel on raw which we have Dominic Mysterio top heel on raw and the top heel on Smackdown Roman Reigns we don't need top babyface versus top heel we don't need that because the rest of the heels on the card technically suck including Austin Theory. so and literally this article from ringsidenews.com says otherwise that they said that he wants that that Roman Reigns is gonna have a guaranteed baby face. They says that Roman Reigns Roman Reigns wasted no time in becoming a major star after returning in 2020. After winning the WWE Universal Champion, uh after winning the WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns has been booked as the ultimate heel in the company. That being said, it appears many believe that Brain's babyface is guaranteed. The tribal chief remains the undisputed WWE Universal Champion and there is no end in sight as far as his dominant reign is concerned. Reigns has demolished everyone who has, become, who has come before him so far. While speaking on his Jim Cornette drive Through prog- podcast, the WWE veteran talked about Roman Reigns turning babyface. Uh, it, he made it clear that his babyface turn is a guarantee and there is no catch. So if you know, it's going to happen. It has to happen. But they don't need just to say, "Oh, we want to turn him babyface now. Who can we put him with?" That doesn't need to happen. It needs to be obvious to everyone that, that he's the fucking guy. But John Cena never turned heel, so he after baby, so after he returned babyface, is Rain so good as a heel that you shouldn't turn him babyface again? Well, no. Cena never turned heel because his merchandise sells and the Make a Wish Foundation. Going to opposite, going, go, sorry, going the opposite, no, Roman Reigns, because he is such a good heel, will have, he's a, such a good heel and he will eventually do it. And whether it's the, I would assure it, I would assure it would be the writing uh, off into the twilight, in, into his career. I'm not saying wait till he's 60. Who knows how much longer he's gonna do this. But would it be, but but it would be for a last run of a year or two. He's already making stack-rated appearances, so wouldn't be beating it to death, but it probably needs to happen because when you get so good at being bad, the people like it. uh, Roddy Piper, Steve Austin, Jerry Lawler, uh, through territories in history, it's gonna happen. WWE also plans to turn Roman Reigns into a superhero babyface in the end. Regardless, We'll have to see when the head of the table will turn into a babyface. Which, in my opinion, he doesn't need to be a... Well, if he does become a babyface, I should say. If he does become a babyface, do it after he drops the titles. Then you can turn this man into a babyface. And then whoever whoever is the top heel on Raw can take over that spot. Now, if Randy Orton comes back, then bam, there you go. Top another basically a top heel of the company come back and citizenify himself as a big top heel. You can do that, but don't don't make Roman a top a, a babyface when he beats Jay Uso. That's no, we we really don't need that. We definitely don't need Roman to become a babyface, bro. After the whole Jay Uso shit. Like, we really don't need that to happen. Why I say that? bro? the story is getting so good, man. With Jay Uso, main event Jey Uso coming back. Basically, you know, trying to de- destroy... Pri- trying to destroy the tribal chief. The, you know, the, the crazy, manipulative tribal chief that we know now. Roman Reigns. And you have Jay lose the match to Roman. And then... He immediately turns babyface. That seems a little bit odd and a little bit weird. And in my opinion, this does not need to happen. Like, at all. Why I say it doesn't need to happen? Because you're doing too much. WWE is going to be doing too much if they do that, bro. Don't. Don't do that, bro. It does not need to happen. And when I say y'all doing too much, if this happens, y'all doing too much, bro. Like I said, you already got so much baby baby faces throughout the company, both Raw and SmackDown. Like I said, the whole faction of LWO. You got LA Knight. You literally got, you know, Cody Rhodes. You have Sami Zayn. You have Kevin Owens. There's like, there's already some of them right there. Top heels of the company right now. Roman Reigns solo sokoa austin theory you have gunther the whole of imperium the judgment day you like yes i understand that you know obviously when you know when roman range is gone yes you need another faction to basically replace the judgment like sorry to replace to replace uh, a big faction like the bloodline which is the next hurt business or nation of domination 2.0 we don't know what they're gonna be called yet but no in my opinion do not turn Roman. don't do not turn Roman babyface till he completely loses the titles to someone like Cody or to anybody else that's willing you know to the throne Roman but like if you turn him if you turn him babyface again, and he's boring as hell, bro. No, no, that does not need to happen, bro. Like some people saying that The Rock is it is going to come back and you know beat him and then turn him babyface, which I don't really see that happening because of how Rock's schedule is. But you know, like the just him as if, like no, I just. Me arguing why I mean, or should he become babyface? He, bruh, hundred percent, he should not be a babyface, bruh. Especially if he's going back, if he turns babyface and he's going back to that big dog gimmick, bruh, as a as a big dog gimmick as a heel, and as a tribal chief at the same time. It does not work, bruh, because we all know that gimmick was garbage. It was boring. It was in it was in the P.J. era and was a bunch of nonsense bullshit. And for and something like that, like if he was the big dog and then the throw and then like beat Undertaker and had his and literally made him 21 and 1, yes, then you could say, okay, you can put him as the big dog gimmick because boom, that what helped him solidify as the like as the heel that we know and love today. But that did not goddamn happen. So there you go. He should not. He should not be a babyface, bruh. Like, he shouldn't he should not be a superhero babyface, but because the only superhero babyface that still, you know, is loved by the company is John Cena. So like I said, to sum up this, should Roman become a superhero babyface? No. No, he should not. Not worth it. He doesn't need to become one. Him as a heel is doing really good right now. And don't I don't want WWE to mess up, mess that up for him. I really don't, bro. He does not deserve. Well, I would say he doesn't deserve, but he he's not he does he's not needed to become a babyface right now. He's needed to stay a heel till he gets the throne. Till that happens, yes, you can turn to him to a babyface. But don't do the wrong. Don't don't be stupid, WWE. I'm saying don't not be stupid with doing that. I'm just I'm just letting you know right now. Do not be stupid. Next next title I'm gonna talk about on the list. Huh, and you probably already know where I'm going with this one. If y'all remember that Invitational Finals match, right? Two LWO um you know companions going against each other to see who's gonna. Face Austin Theory And you know to, to try and beat Austin Theory For the United States Championship And uh, If you have seen Friday Night Smackdown Last week You know that uh, Roy Mysterio has Somewhat got an injury Quote unquote When it wasn't really an injury It's just a work injury And um, basically He couldn't continue on to the match and they're like yeah so uh they're like yeah Rey mysterio can no longer compete in this match so your winner is santo escobar and i'm like really so the match was the match was really good the problem is is like you have it you have him do a work injury just to not even continue the rest of the match. He was only in the match for five minutes. He was only in the match for five minutes. And then you called off the match because he had an injury, quote unquote. When it was not even an injury, it was just a work injury. This is why they need to stop doing LA Night dirty, man. LA Night was supposed to be in the United States Invitational Finals match. Wasn't in the match. Because they decided not to go with L.A. Knight. And they screwed him out of a chance to win gold. Again! For the second time in a row. And in my mind, I'm like, "Bro, are they... Do they even care about L.A. Knight at this point? For for a comment that said they love L.A. Knight, I don't really see it. I legit don't see it, man. Because you doing everything... In your power to push LA Knight, but when it comes time to actually push the man, you don't. And I don't know what what y'all doing in the back. I don't know what y'all writers doing. I don't know what Triple H is doing. But you are kind of getting on my nerves now, Triple H, because this man should have been in the Invitational. He should have gave Santo Escobar a run for his money. And in and in, in my defense, that match would have been hella good. That match would have been hella good, but no. You did my man dirty. You legit did my man dirty, and you only had and you only had wrestle five minutes for the, in the match, and then do a work injury. Which, not gonna lie, that little that work injury looked like it did hurt because his head did hit the back of that of that black part. Which, it, in, in a way, it was not really on the, it was on the black part. It was like half on the black part and half on, like, that steel ramp, in a way. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it re- I thought that, like, Ramon was legit injured. But, nope, it was a work. Because if he was legit injured, they would have put up the X. And they didn't put up the X. So, I knew this shit was a work. And I was like, when they said Santo Escobar won the match, I was like, "Bro, y'all better do something with with, with LA Knight, bro, or else I'm gonna riot, bro. I'm definitely gonna riot if they don't do something with LA Knight soon. But I I know that he's in the SummerSlam Battle Royal, which I'm gonna get to that later on in the uh, in the episode. But um, bro, like when it comes to like put him in an actual like tournament type stuff like money in the bank, the qualifying for the money in the bank and qualifying for like, you know, a chance to get a crack at becoming, you know, United States champion against, you know, or trying to beat Austin Derry. Bro has so much momentum right now. So much momentum right now. And you choose not to push this man to become United States champion? Like, in my opinion, they should have the battle royale like the winner of this match gets you know gets to have a chance to go against austin theory and beat austin theory for united states championship that's what the battle royal should be how to be like the winner of this match gets to face austin theory for the united states championship that's what this match should be that's that's what the battle royal should be. But nah man, like y'all, y'all doing dirty. Y'all doing my boy. Y'all doing my boy LA Night Dirty, man. You you see how over this man is, bro? You know, this man is over on Raw. This man is over on SmackDown. This man is legit over on live events. He'll be like, yeah. Or dummy, yeah, which I feel like he should bring back that, you know, that whole dummy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really like that, bro. I really like that. But this man is so over. His shirts is getting so, like, it's getting so, like, crazy. Dude has two dummy crack phrases, like, let me talk to you. Or everybody say, L.A. Night, yeah. Uh man just i love doing la nights bro yeah but it, it's just so it's live bro. It's just so live i love it bro like they gotta they gotta stop doing my boy la night dirty man they gotta stop doing that la night is a wonderful guy to the fans bro and i won't be surprised in real life this man is is, is completely super nice man <sighs> like stop Stop giving the runaround with LA Knight, man. Stop it. You see that this man deserves, you know, to be champion. A mid-card champion at that. Like, yeah, she deserves, you know, like, oh, she deserves everything else. But they keep stalling his goddamn push with his angering me. Which I don't know why WWE is literally stalling a push like LA Knight. I really don't know why they keep doing that. Like, literally, he has L.A. Knight has a huge reaction from WWE fans at this point, and obviously, I WWE fans like myself really can't wait to see on when he's on TV. Every time I be like, "Bro, where's L.A. Knight at, bro?" Every time on SmackDown, I'm like, "Knight, Knight, Knight, Knight," and I'll be like, "Yeah, <laughs> bro." It and plus, it's obviously. Like it was, it was previously reported that WWE had plans to push LA Knight, but they said they're waiting for the right moment. And I'm like, bro, do not do the whole Daniel Bryan bullshit like you did before. Either you wait till, either you wait till you know when you know the push is not relevant, and then you do it, and no one cares, or you do it to the people that so you know the people could be like, yes, he got his push. And then you know you bury him, cut like literally a couple weeks to a month later, or you don't just you just don't do it at all. Which that's a constant reminder because they do this with some of our favorite wrestlers. Like one of them, Zack Ryder was a big major one. Like and on top of it was Zack Ryder was one of them. But um, I know it was Ryback was another one of them. Um, Samoa Joe was another one of them. Like, there's so much people. Like, Neville was, no, was another one of them. There's so much people. They'd be like, oh, yeah, we're waiting for the right moment to push them. And then you push them, and then, they're, and then their relevancy is no longer relevant. Like, bro, what the fuck, WWE? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, and you, it's, it's mind-boggling to me because they're taking way too long to push the dude. They're literally taking way too long to push la night bro and you can also add that there's more parties that they're worried about the company won't strike while it's iron hot and it's momentum is high as hell just like la night is bro and obviously they've done this in the past with a lot of wrestlers like i said and obviously they're taking forever man and obviously there's a lot of people that saying that he was the favorite to win money in the bank and to win the united states championship but those two never happened and i don't know man they're just taking way too long and i mean way too long to push like a a very over guy like la knight you're waiting for someone you're waiting for them to be like oh we're just gonna wait till he's you know Till he's, you know, the the right amount of hype. And then we're going to push him. Bro, what's the right amount of hype? You see how hype he is right now? Raw fans. Like, the Raw fans love LA Knight. The SmackDown fans love LA Knight. Shoot, the NXT fans still love LA Knight. What more are you trying to do to wait to be like, yeah, we're going to wait for the right time to push him? What is the right time? Five years later, when he's no longer relevant like that? Like, where are you going to push him? Like, when Montez Ford becomes United States champion? Nothing wrong with that, by the way. But are you going to wait such a long time to push an overdude like L.A. Knight? Yeah! Like, bro, if you haven't seen his promo that he did with Hit Row, bro, when he's when he literally went after I forgot what his name is, bro. But he literally went after him. He's like, bro, I know I know Will Smith and I'm, he's like, I know Will Smith is in the game, but I didn't know Uncle Phil was a rapper too. I was like, damn. I was like, did they, they just not pull that, shit, bro? I'm like, bro, stuff like that, bro. If you don't if you don't see that if WWE, if you don't see that the writers, Triple H, higher ups, if you don't see what we see. You are legitimate blind. Like, you're legally blind. Don't know what is wrong with y'all. I really don't know what is wrong with y'all. L.A. Knight is one of my favorite ra- uh, wrestlers right now, besides Cody Rhodes, Roman, Jey Uso, and a bunch of others that I love. L.A. Knight is the most over person. more A little bit more over than Sammy. More over than Seth. And more over than Jey Uso. The favorites that people love. LA Knight is more over than any of those people combined. So for you guys to wait to say it's not the right time to push someone as a caliber as LA Knight is ridiculous. And... To not give him the spotlight he deserves to become a mid card champion, a top mid card champion is ridiculous. WWE, I don't know if you sipping, I don't know if you smoking cocaine back there, or you sipping the lean back there. I don't know what y'all doing, but get it together and give LA Knight a push that he deserves. I know there's keep on saying we're gonna push LA Knight after SummerSlam. We're gonna give him something that he deserves after SummerSlam. And what if you give us that stuff and say you're gonna push him out of the summer and that doesn't happen? You're, you're, you're failing us, WWE. And we're gonna have less and less faith in you till you push LA Knight. But right now, I have less faith in you, WWE, regardless. So, until you push LA Knight and give him something like a mid card title, I have I have no longer no faith in the WWE. None. And I'm being dead ass serious. Until you push LA Knight to where he needs to be, I have I have no I have no longer have faith in WWE, Period. Simple. All right. So you know, in the past, well, a little bit not in the past, but more like a couple months ago, I did talk about um, Randy Orton. If you know, whenever he comes back, whenever he returns, and where he returned at, uh, what pay per view he returned at. I know I gave uh, gave something of him returning at a what would like? how would I book Randy Orton's return if he came back at WrestleMania 39? So since that never happened, and they said that SummerSlam is the next pay-per-view or the next PLE that people return, you know, returns, like, return to WWE, then WrestleMania, then, you know, how would I book Randy Orton's return part two? Because I did part one a little bit before WrestleMania. So I'm going to give you all part two on how he would return. So, so obviously, he I feel like he would return um, after Roman Reigns retains uh, against Jey Uso. So, Jey, so obviously, it's Roman and Jey Uso's match. They did blah blah blah, and obviously, Roman retains against Jey Uso in the brutal, like in the brutal way as possible, right? And then right after, you know, he holds up, you know, the titles. You know, the undisputed, you know, world, heavy, or sorry, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. All you literally, everybody like, you know, after a while you hear, I hear voices in my head. They come for me. You understand they come for me. And it's the biggest pop of, like, of all time. Obviously, it's not of all time. But the biggest pop right now of, like, WWE history, right? And he comes out crazy as hell and he you know, he ain't coming to do thing, he's just walking just walking in the arena right he sees the people sees the faces people that he haven't seen in over a goddamn year and he walks around the ring or like looks at roman looks at the titles on on um paul heyman shows and then looks up at roman in his title he just walks around the ring though he just walks around the ring right and makes the statement be known and he just yeah just keeps doing that keeps on doing that right and he walks in the ring goes eye to eye with Roman and basically Roman toes up the title and be like yeah that's his next opponent is Randy Orton right that's his next opponent Randy Orton and he obviously he, he goes up and obviously he walks out like obviously Roman walks out the ring backstage and he just has a moment with the fans and everything does up his signature signature pose and all that and just basically greeted himself uh that y'all i'm back and i love y'all cuts a quick promo real quick saying how he missed y'all i know i've been out for a long time but i'm back now and i'm here and i can't wait to get back to what i'm doing obviously on monday and then obviously fast forward to monday night raw he comes out on Monday Night Raw. Um, I think help helping Riddle after Riddle gets jumped by uh, or after Riddle loses to probably Imperia again, either the Kaiser Giovanni or maybe even Gunther. Randy storms out, runs out, helps helps um, Riddle and then Riddle him are uh, back together, right? As as a not as a tag team, but kind of like as a team, right? and obviously later in the night comes out again or not even that he cuts a promo cuts a promo and saying like like, like monday night raw oh, i missed y'all <laughs> and he cuts a promo like out of how long he's been gone what he's been doing all this type of stuff and he literally said well you see me come back on on summer slam And you see me look at Roman Reigns. And I was doing some thinking. And I was like, I haven't had a world championship in a long time. And the person I want to go after is Roman Reigns. He's the biggest threat in this company right now. So, you know, the travel chief versus the viper, the legend killer himself. And he, he throws up a challenge for Roman right uh obviously roman hears about it he basically like he basically does what roman usually does probably ignore it tries to be like nah i don't really need this on my plate right now and blah 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 blah. and after a while roman said nah and then roman's like i'm just nah nah i'm not i'm not letting you challenge for my shit, bro like i beat everybody what makes you think you have a chance to beat me bro i put you through a table like I put you through a table at WrestleMania backlash last year what makes you think you have a chance against me I injured you I'm the person who put you in the table and made you been out of the WWE for over a year what makes you think what makes you think you have a chance against the tribal chief the head of the table the longest Reigning undisputed universal champion of all time. What makes you think you can beat me? And out of nowhere, it'd be like, because I can do this. And then RKO out of nowhere, and it's like, like as you know, I'm the lead, I'm the legend killer. I'm the 14-time WWE champion. Put respect. Oh my goddamn name. And then after that it's going towards suburbs like sorry going towards uh fast lane or pay no no payback going fast forward to payback we having this feud right we have this feud and obviously it's official uh roman reigns defending his undisputed universal championship against the viper like the legend killer the viper randy orton and obviously R- riddles by him side right so fast forward to that match, and obviously Riddle's right is right, you know, by himself. He's like, you know, a like down on the ground, like cheering, supporting Randy from in the ring, and obviously they go at it. Right, the match is you know starts slow as usual because it's Roman Reigns, and it slowly builds up near fall, to near fall. Uh, obviously Rome like uh Roman hint uh the Superman punch to to um. Roman does a Superman punch to to Randy Orton. Obviously, he hits him, and then he was about to do the do the uh do the spear, right? And uh immediately Randy Orton does the RKO, hits uh Roman with the RKO. One, two, no, he kicks out. And he's like, what he has to do to put to put Roman away. And he does this, right? Wrote like and basically Randy's about to do another RKO. His back gives out because remember he has back problems. So his back gives out a little bit, and he hits and then Roman hits him with the spear. One, two, kick out. No, he's not. He's not doing that, right? So and obviously like every Roman match, the ref, something like the ref, basically gets you know either he gets Superman punched out or spear out, and then next you know you have um you have solo coming in right try and do a Samoan spike uh to to Roman to uh, not roman try to do a Samoan spike to uh randy obviously randy like counters rko to solo solo rolls out the ring and then right after riddle gets involved riddle misses the the um the heel the the you know hitting like the was it the knee kick that he usually kicks? But instead of hitting Roman, he hits Randy. Randy gets blindsided, right? And then he he knocks out Randy. He's like, oh. And then Riddle's looking at Randy, and then Riddle turns around and gets spears by Roman. Riddle go, goes out the ring, and then obviously the the ref is waking back up. He comes back into the ring. Randy comes back in. Uh, Randy comes back into the ring. Roman's already setting up, and he does, ooh, ah, and boom, hits, hits Randy Orton with the spear. One, two, three. Roman retains the title against Randy, right? And then Riddle's like apologizing. He's like, "Yo, Randy, I'm so sorry." Blah 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 blah. I never meant to do it. He's like, "It's okay." He's like, "It's okay, Riddle. It's okay." And then. And then right when he's looking, he's like literally looking in disappointment. And he's like, and he get, he's just, he's mad. He's mad as hell. But he looks in disappointment. He's like, bro, you got kidding me right now? And then out of nowhere, RKO to Riddle. R-K-O to Riddle. And that sets up a feud between Randy Orton and Riddle. And then I was, and bam, that's how you bring back Randy Orton. You have him go against Roman Reigns. Rand- and then Riddle causes Randy Orton a-, a win at beating Roman. Roman retains by hitting a like to literally hit a super like a literally to hit a, a spear on Randy. Randy takes out his frustration on Riddle. Bam. And then you have a hole, and then you have a a whole um robbery between Riddle and Randy Orton. And then obviously you have and then everybody's like in shock because he hit a an RKO on Riddle. Everybody's shocked. Everybody's like, "Bro, what the hell just happened?" And then on Monday Night Raw, like there's a segment on um on why he did what he did at um at Payback, right? Why he did what he did at Payback. You're probably like, hmm. yes, I uh, so you're wondering why I hit a, a RKO on Riddle, on Matt Riddle, my former Raw tag team partner, right? He cost me one of the most important matches of since I came back to the WWE. He cost me my match with Roman. So what did I do? I RKO'd him because he deserves it you cost me my match and what do you think was going to happen you think we're going to be like hug it out no it's okay you get them next time no i'm the legend killer i am the viper i am the reason why i am the 14 time world champion for a reason i've been in this industry for a long long time and you say like I didn't need to do that. You said I didn't need to need to put my hands on Riddle. On Riddle, he deserved to be RKO. He cost me at my chance. He, he cost me my chance at winning gold once again. That's why I did what I had to do. And obviously, Riddle came out. He he had enough of the BS. Randy Orton and Riddle goes like you know goes back and forth with each other. And then right, and then right when uh, he, uh, Randy Orton pushes Riddle. Uh, Riddle tries to um, Riddle tries to go um, tries to punch Randy again, and then Randy hits another RK on Riddle. And it gets so personal because obviously, like Riddle knows all about how Randy Orton is. Randy Orton knows how, how, uh, all of, how he is all about uh, Riddle. And they know their moveset. They both know each other's moveset. So it gets brutal. And I mean brutal. So obviously, Riddle ones run, Rainy One ones run, and it's the final match, right? And obviously their first match takes places at Fast And then the next match takes places at um at Survivor Series War Games. And then their final match takes place um their final match takes place at at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania next year in Philadelphia, right? So obviously they're both they're both in the um they're both in the Royal Rumble match. That's why their match is you know not at Royal Rumble. They're both in the Royal Rumble match, right? Obviously Riddle is the next one out. He does his thing, and then Reignor is the next one out, and they go at it in the ring, right? They go at it in the ring. They go at to the point someone else eliminates both of them. And then they don't care. They're going at it, like, even though they both got eliminated. I mean, they're throwing blows and everything. And Randy Orton puts Riddle through a table and then walks off, does his pose and walks off. And then, obviously... Obviously, Randy Orton wants to get back in the title picture so goddamn bad, right? He wants to get back in this title picture so bad, so he so he qualifies for the Elimination Chamber, right? The Elimination Chamber match is the World Heavyweight Championship, and it's it's him. If I have to say it, it's him, Seth Roll, Seth Freakin' Rollins, Finn Balor. No, like no, it's uh Randy Orton, uh Seth Rollins damian priest kofi kingston and um aj styles and montez ford right all six of them so they're going at it right and it's the last two in the elimination chamber match it's randy orton and seth rollins right so you think and then so obviously seth rollins is down we thought we think that oh he's gonna lose the title bro he's gonna lose the title so Randy on the right hit right here and then riddle comes out of nowhere and literally literally just beats up, literally has, goes into a fight with a brawl with 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 Randy Orton, man. And he hits the floating bro on Randy Orton. And obviously, Seth Rollins sees the opportunity. Brittle uh, like takes out Randy Orton. Like he sees the opportunity. Randy Orton's about to get up. His head is already towards the match. So he's already like face like frontal doggy position. Hits the stomp on Randy Orton twice. One, two, three. Seth Rollins retains, defends, and retains the World Heavyweight Championship, right? And then Randy Orton's pissed as hell. And he cut, and then obviously this is Wrestlemania we're coming up to, right? Wrestlemania. And then Randy Orton said he wants one last time at Riddle, right? One last time at Riddle. And he said, I want you and a hell in a cell, at WrestleMania, and it's Randy Orton versus Riddle inside a hell in a cell match at WrestleMania, and they go at it, and you know it's brutal—like candlesticks, chairs, tables, everything—and they brawl, and he goes all to the point outside of the um, outside of the entire hell in a cell cage, and they're fighting up on top of the cage and i mean they're brawling to the point they're both tired they're both extremely tired but they're brawling outside the ring and then next you know obviously he hits Randy orton hits rko on top of the ring with riddle right there and then he throws riddle off the cage and he hits the table and knocks out and he gets carried on a stretcher right and and they say, and they announce, and the winner of this match, Randy Orton. Bam! That's how you bring back a like, and that's how you bring back a heel, Randy Orton, and that's a, and that's, and that's how I would book Randy Orton's return to the WWE. And it, that's that probably won't. If if that happens, probably not like that, but if it does happen, I'll be excited. But that's how I would personally, you know, write back right like, you know, bring back Randy Orton's like return. How I should bring him back and the feuds that he will be in. He'll be in a, a little bit of feud with Randy Orton. Sorry, he'll be a, a little bit of feud with Roman Reigns. And after that, the rest of the time he's back, he'll be in a feud with Riddle. And it goes back and it goes across into a couple months. So that's how it I'll bring him back. I know it probably won't happen like that, but that's just me. But, shoot, either way, I can't wait for Randy Orton to return. Uh, we missed this man for a long time. He deserves to be back in the WWE. Like, bruh, it, it, it's too long. It's been too long. Please come back, man. We miss you. We miss you, bro. Just <laughs> come back, bro. Just come back, Randy. We love you and we miss you. Next one we want to talk about is... But Bobby Lashley's new faction that, you know, that we're definitely going to see, you know, coming in the uh, upcoming weeks. So there's a question on uh, Instagram and that I need to, that I really need to get my opinion across and, you know, my thoughts about this. And the question was, could Bobby Lashley's new faction be the modern day evolution? Which in a way it can be the modern day evolution. its It's a little bit of like the modern day evolution. With like a little bit of the, you know, the nation of domination, you know, type faction. Cause we know Nation of Domination was a really good faction back today. And we know that evolution is the most iconic faction of all time. Ric Flair, the 16-time world champion Ric Flair, like Batista, Triple H, and young Randy Orton. So we we know how Evolution was, bruh. And in a way, it's kind of looking like evolution a bit mixed in with the young with you know with the nation of domination because we have bobby lashley as the as the past then we have the street prophets montez Ford, angelo dawkins as the present day and then we have carmelo hayes and trick williams uh as the future of uh wwe which i do like what they're doing with that so in a way yes in a way yes you have you have like it's like a little bit like like the like uh like the evolution because like the evolution Ric flair with the past triple h and batista was the present and brand young randy orton was the future and like you know and it's the same like it is now which i do like that that's what they're hinting at but either way it's not like that it's not going to be another hurt business because obviously if it was another hurt business MVP would be with them, but MVP is not with Bobby Lashley. He's not with them. He's still with Almost. So I can't really see another Hurt Business because to be another Hurt Business, you gotta have Omos, which we don't really talk about because how garbage he is, and you gotta have MVP, which none of them are in sight. So this is going to be entirely new faction. Bobby Lashley as leader, and then, like I said, the the present, Shrik Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins, and then the future, NXT champion Carmelo Hayes, and Shrik Williams. Which, I love that, bro. All black, like, we obviously, obviously Hurt Business was an all black faction, but this, this is going to be like a little bit better than the Hurt Business. It's not going to be no Hurt Business 2.0. This is going to be more like a mix between the Nation of Domination and Evolution. And I, I'm looking forward to, and I'm loving it, man. Cause we already know how Bobby Lashley is. Bobby Lashley is, you know, a three-time United States champion, uh, Intercontinental champion, a two like a, a no, a one-time WWE champion. So this man has a lot of accolades in the WWE, bro. And he he was, yeah, he's the piece, he's the past, and the dude. The dude has a lot to show for it. And then we have, like I said, the president, like obviously former, like former NXT, uh, NXT tag team champions, one-time NXT tag team champions, one-time Raw tag team champions, one-time SmackDown tag team champions, the most, dom- like the most athletic superstar between Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, Montez Ford the most craziest, funniest, goofiest slash top-notch tag team, black tag team right now in the present day, Street Profits versus, you know, Trick Mellow Gang, Trick Williams, an excellent guy on the mic, person that has elevated himself in the NXT brand, that has made his mark on the NXT brand, is basically the motivator and the hype man for Carmelo Hayes. And then we have Carmelo Hayes, who was 2021's breakout star of NXT black and gold brand, became North American champion of of combined days of 273 days, became the undisputed North American champion, had and and was the NXT Cruiserweight champion, Beat Roderick Strong in a unification match, became him. Had a really dominant match at Deliver in April to beat Braun Breaker to become the new NXT champion, and he is him for a reason. If any, if anybody says if, if anybody says they don't like what they're doing right now with Bobby Lashley, Street Profits, and Trick o Gang as a as a faction. You need your head examined, sir. You definitely need your head examined because, bro. you see this? You see how dominant this faction is? Bruh, Bobby Lashley with his matches. Mwah. Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, the Street Profits with their matches. Mwah. Trick and Mellow Gain in NXT. Chef's Kiss. Mwah. That's a dominant faction. When the bloodline is completely done and set and gone on its way out the door, completely gone, never to be seen again. And then we have this new faction, a black dominant faction. Bruh, no, no one's gonna stop them, bruh, on SmackDown. And I mean no one, bruh. Not even Solo, bro. Solo's not gonna stop them. I'm sorry. If you saying, if you if you saying that, bruh. If you're saying that you need to head examine that you don't believe that this faction is gonna work, bruh, you you look you look like you've been sniffing cocaine for a long time, bruh. And look, I know, like, in, in a way, it looks like the new modern day nation of domination. Like, it looks that, but it's it's a little bit, like I said, it's a little bit between evolution and nation of domination. I like that they're doing that. And it, it just looks so good for me, man. It looks so good, bro. Oh, God. like And people people are a little bit mad because it's not the new Hurt Business 2.0. I mean, yes, it could be the new Hurt Business, but at the same time, man, the Hurt Business is in the past for a reason, bro. We're trying to make this a brand new faction, bro. No, MV, no MVP screwing over nobody else, you know and you know saying like this no it doesn't need to happen bro it just doesn't need to happen i love the direction that w is taking with this putting like five black guys that deserve to to have this much spotlight in w that deserves to be in a big major fact especially with bobby lashley yes bro <sighs> like and there's there's some people saying oh it sucks that shannon Benjamin is not getting no more light it sucks that uh Cedric Alexander is not getting no more light. Like, I understand that. But, look, Shelton Benjamin is an amazing athlete. There's only one issue, bro. There's only one issue when it comes to Shelton Benjamin. He can't cut promos. He can't cut promos to save his life. And his connection with the audience with his words is not that good, bro. Obviously, I I like Benjamin and I like Alexander a lot, bro. Because... Like he's, I like him a lot to someone like RVD because one, he can actually talk and he's not limited. But because it would have been possible for him to get a main event spot and maybe hold a major va- main event strap, that's what they did with RVD. But, you know, the most that we have got with with Sheldon Benjamin is now is the Raw Tag Team titles, bro. And that was... COVID man. Like I love Sheldon Menderman to death. I do. I love the man. He's good when it comes to ladder matches. He's amazing in the ring. The problem is he just can't cut promos to save his life. You know and Alec- and then Cedric Alexander is you know climbing to that you know to the top to becoming a good big mega superstar. But you know he needs a lot more work in the ring. Well he's good in the ring. On the mic he's not really that good either so I mean, that's why they didn't really put Sheldon Benjamin or Alexander or Alexander in, you know, the new faction with Bobby Lashley. Like I'm all for it, but it's a new, it's a new time, it's a new day, and it's a new dawn. And the right people right now for Bobby Lashley's faction: Street Profits and Trickamello. Game, bro. I see it because obviously Trickamello are great on the mic and they're great in the ring. Street Profits, great in the mic, great on the ring. Bobby Lashley. Gray in the mic, gray in the ring. It works. That entire faction works. And that's why they're becoming a faction for a reason. So I like, I'm definitely interested of what WWE has to offer with with Bobby Lashley's new faction, man. And this is gonna be hella crazy, hella dope. I'm looking forward to it. I'm literally tuning in each and every SmackDown to see what they have in store for Bobby Lashley and everybody else, man. Because this is the time for the future of WWE. Bobby Lashley is doing great wonders, is, great, is doing great things, and this is one of them, man. Street Profits, on top of their game right now. Trick Emelo Gang, on top of their game right now. It works, man, it works. You can, you can, people love it, some people hate it because it doesn't have, you know, the two that was in the, you know, in the Hurt Business from the start, but you can be mad at all, you can be mad at them all you want. This, it will work. I know it will work. You can hate me for saying it will work, but I know it will work. Keep on doing what you doing Triple H. I see you my boy. I see you with this faction. All right, cuz you already know how last weekend was crazy at the American at the Great American Bash. This weekend is going to be even crazier. Why? Cuz we going to give my I'm going to give my predictions on SummerSlam Detroit for this Saturday, man, and I am excited. I am hyped, and I am gonna be love. I'm gonna love the hell out of this goddamn PLE, man. Summer Slam, Detroit, the biggest party of the summer, and I'm looking forward to this. I am happy, and bro, let's get into these predictions, man, because my excitement is gonna be bursting more if I keep waiting, man. So, first match we got is. The undisputed WWE Universal Championship match. Obviously, with this match, the tribal, the tribal chief, you know, the whole thing of tribal chief is on the line. Not only the title, but it's Roman Reigns defending the tribal chief, the tribal chief status, and the title on the line. Against main event Jay Uso. This is a three year match in the making, man. Jimmy was hurt for a year straight. Jay stepped up, became actually had two great matches with Roman's first like was Roman's second universal title defense. One at Clash of Champions and won in the hell in a cell I quit match and obviously that developing him in, into the main event Jey uso as we see here today the right hand man of roman reigns the pinnacle and the person you have to go through to beat roman reigns three years in the making all of that backfired on roman and now the downfall of the bloodline is what we got And now we see a brutal tribal combat match, a.k.a. anything goes for the undisputed universal championship. I have high hopes for this match. I really do. I really have high hopes for this match right here. Will I say Jey Uso will win this match? Probably not. Probably not. Do I want him to win this match? Yes. Yes, I do. Like I said, the bloodline started with Jey Uso. It's only right if it ends with Jey Uso, which I know WWE not going to do that because it's WWE. We, we know how they are, but I would love it if it ended with Jey Uso. And then can Cody continue his rivalry, but continue it with Jay Uso. It doesn't matter who has that title as long as, you know, it gets to that point. If Cody wants to finish the story with Jey Uso, if Jey Uso becomes the tribal chief and the head of the title, and undisputed universal champion then yeah you can do that but i know it's not gonna happen because obviously roman said himself you can't beat me i am the head of the table i am the tribal chief i'm the one who puts food on the table for this family and you think you can beat me and you think you can beat me said himself so Man, this is going to be crazy. I know that this match is going to be hella crazy, man. I'm looking forward to this match so goddamn much, bro. So goddamn much. So, like, like I said, during in this match, I know it's going to be a brutal main event match. But I know, but I definitely know that Jay Uso is not going to win this match. And I know that Roman's going to retain and still be Tribal Chief at SummerSlam. Next match we got is the final chapter in Cody Rhodes' book. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, part three. It sucks that this match doesn't have a stipulation because for many weeks now, uh, for a little over a month, they said that this match, their last match, is going to have a stipulation, which they said that their last match is going to have a rare stipulation that hasn't been used in over so much years. It hasn't been used in so, so goddamn long. And this match was supposed to be a Texas a Texas bell rope match or a Texas bull rope uh, bull rope match, one of the two. But it's that's what that was supposed to be the stipulation of this match, and it never happened, which sucks. Why you have a third, you know, a, a you know the final trilogy toward you know for this match, and there's no uh, there's technically no um. You know stipulation for the match, which kind of sucks, but it is what it is. WWE. Um, this match, obviously, Brock Lesnar. You know, Cody Rhodes won the first one at um, Backlash by roll pin. Obviously, Brock Lesnar won the second one when he put Cody Rhodes in submission holds at Night of Champions. So obviously, the third one, Cody won. If Cody Rhodes don't win this one, then I, I don't know. I, I don't know what we say with Cody at this point because at this point. Cody Rhodes is just winning stuff with promos at the moment. Matches, not you know, not so much. But um, uh, but I know right now that uh, Cody, you better win this match. If we don't, there's seriously something wrong with you. If you don't win this match, just just saying. Another big storyline in the making. Seth freaking Rollins defending the world, his world heavyweight championship, against the leader. Of the judgment day. Finn Balor. And this match can go either way. Either, obviously, either Finn Balor can lose this match. Seth Rollins can retain. And Damien Priest can get involved. Can cost Finn Balor this, you know, this chance of him winning gold. And uh, you know, tension between Finn Balor and Damon Priest can become bigger, or or finn balor can beat seth rollins become world heavyweight champion betray his trust and everything that he worked worked toward and with the judgment day cashes in on finn balor dethrone Finn balor and he becomes world heavyweight champion that's one of two ways that can happen i know this is like a match another match seven years in the making. And this is the most brutal that this has rivalry has taken place. Obviously, you know, first match against each other was SummerSlam I think in 2016 for the first to become the first Universal Champion. All right? And that happened. You already know what the ending was. Finn Bálor won, but he had to give it up 24 hours later because he was cuz Seth Rollins deliberately injured his arm. Laughed at him when he injured his arm, and bam, there you go. Seven years later, obviously we have a good rivalry right now ahead of us. Obviously he lost the first match because of you know damon Priest's antics at you know Money in the Bank, and now biggest part of the summer at SummerSlam in Detroit, Seth Rollins defending. His world heavyweight title against a Finn Balor, a crazy possessive Finn Balor, not a demon Finn Balor. Cause if he lost with a demon again, this will be the third time if he lost with a demon, which would be like, bro, just hang up the demon. Let's be honest. But either this, I'm like with this match, either way, it can it can go either way. I would I would like Seth Rollins to to win, but I also like Seth Rollins to lose. Like I will have Finn Balor to win, but I also want Finn Balor to lose. Because either way. This can go 50-50 for me. Me, I don't really care who has the title. Finn Balon, Finn Balin obviously, Finn Balor, sorry, deserves to be World Heavyweight Champion. Seth Rollins deserves to have a good reign, a long-lasting reign with the world heavyweight title. So either way, this match can go either way, man. But I know this will be a very, very heavy-hitting fight going into a world heavyweight championship. I know that for sure. The next match we have is Asuka defending the wwe women's championship against bianca belair and charlotte flair this match like i said this match can go either way obviously oscar can retain and bianca belair can retain i mean bianca belair can can be women's champion again get back a championship that she was wrong that she that basically WWE stole from her, right, a fantastic reign from her, you know, getting a match that we should have got, right, getting a match that we should have got, you know, a couple months later, Trish Stratus versus Bianca Belair, they can redo that, they can try to get us that match, or just have Charlotte Flair swoop in and just take the title just because she's Charlotte Flair. And obviously, in my my mind, I feel like Oscar's going to lose this match. And either Bianca Belair or Charlotte Flair is gonna win this match, and then Io Sky, out of nowhere, is gonna cash in, and then become the new sma- and become the new sorry women's world champion. Because because why Io Sky deserves it, bro. And then after that, you could set up a feud between Oscar and Io Sky, and that match would be. Oh, Lord, that match will be so goddamn good. <laughs> Just thinking about it. So, um, I don't want Asuka to win this match. I want her to lose this match, man, because she does not deserve the title, like I said. Um, I give it to, like I said, I give it to either Bianca or Charlotte. And I want El Sky to come out of nowhere and take the title to become the new women's world, to become the new women's champion right now. That's what I honestly feel like is going to happen. Next match, a brutal... Rematch, a brutal rematch that, that took place at WrestleMania 39. The ring, General defending the Intercontinental title, a prestigious title. And he's defending this against the Scottish warrior himself, Drew McIntyre. And this match, as much as I want, and I mean, as much as I want Drew McIntyre to become Intercontinental title or Intercontinental champion, I want Gunther to dethrone, not dethrone, but I want Gunther to become the most, the basically the longest reigning Intercontinental champion of all time. I want that to happen so fucking bad, bro. You have no idea, bro, because I want him to be Honky Tonks' record so bad because, the, again, and I'm saying this again, why do you have an Elvis impersonator being the longest intercontinental champion of all time? That doesn't need to happen no more. I want to see my boy Gunther become the longest intercontinental champion of all time. I need to see that happen, man. I, I need to see my boy defeating and retaining against Drew McIntyre and solidify himself as the best. Intercontinental Champion of all time. It needs to happen, bro. It, it needs to happen. It definitely needs to happen. I'm not the only one who's just thinking about it. Bro, as much as I want Drew McIntyre to become Intercontinental Champion, Drew needs to be Intercontinental Champion way more. He needs to, he needs to stay in Inter, Inter, Intercontinental Champion so he can beat Hunky Tonk's record to solidify himself as the most dominant, the most prestigious Intercontinental Champion of all Time. If y'all don't agree with me with that, if y'all don't agree with me with that, I don't care. I just know that's what's gonna happen. Next match we got in my prediction list, the first match setting that's gonna be opening up SummerSlam: Logan Paul versus Ricochet. And I feel this is where I feel like they're giving Ricochet a push now, a push that we've been asking for for a very long time. WWE is finally giving. Ricochet a push, because this dude is long overdue for a push, man. And I mean long overdue for a push like this, man. And I know this is going to be probably one of the most entertaining matches on this list. Because the, the their ability to fly high, to reach spots that no one can ever reach before, it's these two right here, man. And I know Logan Paul is going to give us an excellent match, bro, along with Ricochet. Because you know how Ricochet is with high-flying matches like this, man. It always looks good, bro. The match is always good. Why? Because of Ricochet, bro. And with Logan Paul, how he's been ever since he came to WWE in WrestleMania 38 last year, good. Excellent, bro. And when he literally involved Ricochet's fiance into this, well, girlfriend slash fiance into this, this made the rivalry up two times as better, man. I know that do like would i say ricochet would win yes i do want ricochet to win but at the same time i little want logan paul to win this but i don't know man oh man this match can go either way bro and i'm excited for this i'm 100 excited excited for this opening match for SummerSlam, man either way either way either man can win this but oh man SummerSlam, please please come closer bro i'm i am waiting for this match to happen man anyway Next one we got, Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler in an MMA rules match. I didn't know what MMA rules match, so I'm guessing they're taking the rules from MMA and they're going to put it into the the ring like this. Um, If they really want to be more MMA-like, they should do a fight pit MMA rules match. Huh? You see what I'm saying? You see, you're putting up what you. You see what I'm putting up? What I'm putting down? You see this? It needs to be a fight pit MMA rules match. This like this. This match should definitely be in a fight pit, bro. Because they're both. They both did. They both did MMA. Obviously, Ronda Rousey was in. You know, UFC. Shayna Blade. Shayna Baszler was not in UFC, but she did MMA for a lot of different companies, and she. They they both deserve like a high hitting match, like a fight pit match, man. That match, this match, this rivalry right here, deserves to be in a fight pit match. And then you can put in MMA rules on top of that. Because the fight pit is the close is the closest thing to an UFC or MMA cage, right? And the MMA rules is just stuff on top of that. So that would be a really good match, man. A hard hitting match, and that would be a crazy ass match, in my opinion. So, I'm looking forward to to this match, uh, which I've heard this might be Ronda Rousey's last match. So, I'm my my pick for this is, uh, is Shayna Baszler, 100, percent bro. After this push, Shayna Blazer to become either women's world champion or uh, women's world champion, man. So. I, I like it needs to happen. Shayna Blazer is long overdue for a women's championship push, man. And I'm not talking about tag team. I am not talking about tag team. She's long overdue for a big push like a World's Women's Championship, man. She needs it. She and I look that match, NXT finest, NXT fine like finest match, Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Blazer. You know how fire that match would be? That match would be goaded. That match would be so goddamn good, bro. Mm, I am looking forward to that match, man. That's another match I'm also looking forward to. And then the last last match we have is the SummerSlam Battle Royale presented by Slim Jim. So, obviously, I heard that there's a couple of people that's going to be in this battle royale. Two, uh, one of two of my favorites, uh, in the WWE, you know, that's going to be in this match is L.A. Knight. Yeah and the celtic warrior himself the leader of the brawling brew the the sorry the <laughs> the leader of the brawling brutes seamus man and I, I'm, I'm just letting you know bruh right now right now SummerSlam, my boy and i mean my boy la knight needs to win this match la knight needs to win this match because i know that they said they're trying to push la night you know after summer and what better way after push this man is when he wins the battle royale am i right though he needs to win this battle royale bro. i don't know like i said earlier wwe's waiting on his push bro you need to push him after the battle royale bro if he loses his battle royale like i said i have lost all hope for the WWE. Oh god when it comes to anything man i have lost all hope for y'all because if you make L.A. Knight lose this battle royale, I am going to a temper tantrum. Oh, God, I don't care what anybody said, bro. I am going into a temper tantrum. Because if you don't push L.A. Knight to his pinnacle, to his top pinnacle, after he literally wins this battle royale, I am going to lose my shit. I'm gonna lose it, and it's not gonna look good for WWE. It's not gonna look good for me. Anything, my bro. I'm gonna be posting my potential tantrum on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, everywhere, bro, to be like, "What in the hell is wrong with you, WWE? You, you did what? And you didn't. And you, you made this match. And you didn't push who? Yes, I would be mad if this doesn't happen. I would be mad if if he does not win this match, man." And if it's and if and, they pu- and if they literally give this match to someone that doesn't that we don't really care about, we push it to someone that doesn't really deserve it all that much and hasn't really shown anything for it, I will literally not watch the rest of SummerSlam after that, bro. I don't care, man. I don't care what you say, bro. I would not be interested. I would not be interested in the rest of SummerSlam after that, bro. I really won't be like I won't be interested in that tribal chief, that tribal combat match. I won't be interested interested in that intercontinental championship. I won't be interested in that world heavyweight championship. I won't be interested in none of that in none of those matches if LA Knight does not win that match, bro. I'm telling you right now. But hey, that's my that's my list. That's all the predictions that I have for a uh, SummerSlam that's coming this Saturday. I'm excited. I'm hyped. I can't wait. And uh, like I said, if if LA and I don't win that Bride Royale, I'm going to ride and I'll be pissed as hell and probably won't be watching WWE for a minute, just saying. But um, anyway, that that's it. That's that's all that I have for today, guys. Thank you for uh, listening to me, vibing me, chilling with me. I fuck with y'all 100% dearly. I love y'all. I love each and every one that uh, basically comments on my YouTube channel that uh basically be you know, hearing what I have to say, my opinions. I mean, I would also like to hear people's opinions when I post myself in, in the comments and, you know, have a little uh like debate on what I would, like on the topics that I talk about. I would love to do that. Um, Shoot, maybe I'll do like a TikTok live and, you know, give y'all some questions to answer, give y'all some stuff to talk about to see, you know, if y'all agree with me, if you disagree with me, but we could talk about stuff like that. I mean, I'll do that maybe in the future, but, um, like, well, yeah, man, like I said, I'm excited for this weekend. Uh I'm excited for what's in store for WWE, man. I'm just I'm just tired of y'all like not pushing not pushing my boy LA Knight like that. That's the only thing I'm tired about. But everything else, man, I'm I'm happy about it. I'm hundred percent happy about it, man. Can't wait for Ray Jordan to return. Cause I'm waiting for that. I hope he returns at SummerSlam. But uh we'll just see what happens though. We definitely will see what uh Labs with this, bro. But this is your boy, uh, Antoine TV2, the host of Organized Mess. You can follow me across all social medias, across uh, Antoine TV2 on uh, my YouTube channel. You can, uh, I will be posting on my YouTube channel sometime, maybe later on next year, uh, or later on in the year. I don't know yet, but that's going to happen. Um, you can follow me across, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, on Antoine TV2, and you can follow my podcast channel, Organized Mess on YouTube and across Facebook and Twitter and uh, and Snapchat and everything like that. Uh, So, like I said, hope everybody has a great day. Hope everybody has a great upcoming weekend. Love y'all and be breezy, yo.